they'll drive through a cornfield and then stop and shut the car off just to torment me. This is Champagne is also a band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champagne Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box studio with a songwriter from the Champagne Urbana music scene, past or present. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to be a part of the Champagne Showers podcast network. Champagne is also a band podcast. Today, I've got Taryn from the group Clinically Ill. Taryn, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you doing? Thanks for being on the show. Today, we're going to be listening to your song, Attention, which is on YouTube as a single. Without further ado, let's listen to the song. Because 
wait, shout out to murder, murder, and nobody too, because my verses on those songs hit harder than you, forget you all to shit and speak and talking shit, you'll never win when I pull up your back away, you're just afraid of what I'll say, and what I'll say is back away before I pull out the chainsaw blades, yin yin, so let us right clear and hassle, step right up, be put up, blast your fucking whack, that's all I hear, but when I'm here, you struck my fist, I'll try to run, it's no more fun to talk and talk and talk and talk, all this shit you used to say about me before I became this way, and now your days are numbered and the countdown starts now, 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 now. Welcome back. So, Taryn, my first and favorite question to always ask, and maybe you've heard this, is did the words come first or did the music come first? I'd say, honestly, the music came first. Me and Austin are influenced by a lot of different groups that do pretty much the same thing that we do. So the music definitely came first. Let's talk a little bit about how the music got constructed. I, I don't want to call it like a sound effect, but it is kind of a sound effect, the kind of the siren thing going up and down. Like, what, what was the inspiration? What started that music? The whole idea behind the siren was, I like the, oh, what's that movie called? The Purge. Oh, okay. That is where the siren came from. So, like, the beat was first, and then I was like, I want that siren in there. You've started to put that together. Now, do you do like a... a a drum program or do you do this in a DAW or how do you how do you come up with the beats we go on YouTube and we find beats if we like the beat we go ahead and pay for it and then we do our own thing with the beat like we change it flip it a little bit whatever beat that we first got we add things to it other than just the lyrics so kind of walk me through how you start verses and and work on that I look at what the beat name was on the YouTube and then I'm like, okay, well, that sounds really cool. So we're going to try to swing off of that. And then basically, you know, play the beat for a minute, just sit there and listen to it. And actually, before we even buy the beat, we're already writing to it okay. so that we know that, you know, everything's going to go good. Typically, I'm the first one to start writing to just get the ball rolling. And then everyone else, you know, follows along with it. So then they know what to talk about. Sometimes it is Austin too. You know, Austin gives a really good idea and we're like, yeah, we're going to do that. It's mainly just a topic that we figure out first and then go from there. And, and for those that don't know, like Austin is Austin from episode 30. Let's talk a little bit about that. Like, how did that collaboration start? Did you just decide that or, or were you anyway? Just yeah. How did that start? So originally I was doing my solo project. I was putting out a couple tracks and stuff and then. You know, just to mess around, I'd be like, yo, Austin, hit a little bit of it, you know, and he'd feature on it. Or sometimes he would do like a little skit in the song, you know, that's how it started out. Me and Austin had an idea to collaborate with Not For The Faint Of Heart. So the contract is another song that we have on YouTube, right. the TJP featuring Not For The Faint Of Heart. So we did that collaboration and then unfortunately sadly around that same time our band decided to go their separate ways and austin was in a real big funk for a long time so we we're just still sitting there messing around and one day i was like yo let's make this an actual like group thing let's combine our brains and let's go at it because originally and this is he's probably going to hate me for saying this but originally 
Austin was not a metalhead at all. Originally, Austin was like listening to hard rap, and I was the opposite. I was listening to heavy metal, and I've always wanted to be in a band. And then somehow, some way, we just flip flopped, and I became the rapper. He became the metalhead. I don't know. I just asked him. I was like, you know, you want to bring this stuff together, bring your metal, bring my rap together. And let's combine it and see what we can do. The beats that you picked up from a uh, YouTube was was it named Attention or is that where the the idea came from? Yeah, the the beat was actually called Attention, and then like in the process of writing it, there was certain people that were putting on Facebook and stuff really bad things about our group just because they don't like Austin, you know, giving our group name a bad rep, like. Oh, how could they call themselves clinically ill? That's bad. Da, 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 da. And then obviously hating, hating on murder, murder, because well, mm. it's murder. But uh, so right. it, in the midst of attention, that's attention sparked, you know, is basically, can I have your attention? Like, let me explain myself. So in a way, this is uh, your group um, kind of claiming back the sense of, you know, empowerment in terms of what you want to talk about and what the things that we say are not all cut and dried, perhaps. And maybe, it, you know, it has different meaning to me than it does to you. And how did those lines start coming when these things happened and you had to respond to them? A lot of people would be like, you're talking about murder. You're not killing anybody and all that. And I was like, obviously. Obviously, we're not going out and murdering people because our genre is horror rap. So we talk about horrifying things, you know, because what's more horrifying than murder? That's the kind of things that we just talk about. And then, you know, it, even in the first bar, I just want your attention. But it seems the only way is to be a serial killer. The fastest way to be known, you know, is to be a serial killer. You know, that's just basically what that means. And like. People took that really differently than how I portrayed it because I wasn't, you know, obviously saying I'm going to come out here and be a serial killer for you to know who I am, you know, obviously. And mainly most of the time when we talk about murder, like, yeah, there's some points in there where we're talking about bodies, but what we're the deeper meaning to it is like murdering the beat, murdering the genre, you know. We're attacking, basically trying to take over the genre. We're trying to make it our own and basically murder everything. That's like the deeper meaning of it. Obviously, we're not talking about going out and killing a human being. <laughs> I think about so many bands and like the, the idea of like satanic panic. And it's like, that's the genre. That's the, that's the way that it gets, like lyrics are formulated and that's the way that they are told it's not like people would nobody would be like oh yeah Wes Craven he's he's such an he's such a murderer but no he's just <laughs> you know that's that's the genre in which he writes in right so I, I I I hear what you're saying like that that makes so much sense is there like a favorite line that you have in this song the part where I say killing you gives me such a venereal because when I when I looked it up okay it said sexual drive so every, every single time that part plays, my parents or Austin is like, 
killing you just gives me such a and then they yell boner <laughs> it's just so funny because i'm sitting there i'm like man i should not have put that in there but yeah that's actually one of my favorite lines it's just so funny that's one of the things too is like you're also kind of trapped by your rhyme but you have to something that rhymes with the uh, ethereal right so yeah <laughs> I'm surprised they're not like, you know, venereal disease or something like that is what <laughs> That's also what my yes. mom said too. Was was it gives you a disease and I'm like, "Oh, dang it. I should have right. read into that more." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the the roots are uh from from Venus, the 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 goddess of love, so venereal meaning from v- Venus whatever. Why is this your favorite song? When we first put out Murder Murder, it got like maybe 300 views like just the audio alone and then months and months and months later i was like let's drop the music video well the music video comes out and it's skyrocketing for no reason you know it's doing fantastic and i'm like okay wow like we have this energy let's put out let's get this song out no sooner did we put out the attention music video less than 24 hours we hit a thousand views to me that's like the first song that's like actually hit when it first came out because murder murder the video came out months after the actual song came out attention just came out and it's skyrocketing i think the only thing is like it opened up a doorway for our new song coming out it's called nightmare I can't give details exactly of what the video is going to be, but it's going to be the first video that we've actually spent money on. It's going to be one of our biggest videos. And I guess attention, you know, broke that barrier to be able to do this. Cause like if attention didn't do as well, I w- we wouldn't have been as motivated. Like, all right, let's make this one even better. COVID-19 got you down. You looking for some music, some video games? Well, Exile Main Street still has all the things you need. New and used LPs, CDs, and video games. Exile Main Street still has something for any music enthusiast and old school gaming devotee. Exile Main Street is taking orders, making deliveries, and pickups by appointment. They can find just about any music or video game you need. Check out their website, ExileMainStreet.com for links to their Discogs page for new additions. You can also contact them via Facebook Messenger to see what they can find for you. They can also be reached on Instagram, Twitter, email, or phone at 217-398-MAIN. That's 217-398-6246. Welcome back. So, Taryn, what is your favorite Champaign-Urbana venue? So far, I absolutely love the IMC. I take that as home to me because Karen treated us so good with Not For The Faint Of Heart, with TJP. She treated us great. And, and that was the one show that, you know, my neighbor, her daughter, has a, had a trait. She just recently got it out. And one of the IMC shows, Karen allowed us to pay a little bit less for the venue so we could raise money to give to my neighbor. Awesome. 
the IMC has has become this. Maybe maybe it's always been this way, but it, it's it's such an inclusive scene. This is a question I've been asking because, of course, we can't go out as much or we can't be out. The thing that I've been thinking a lot about is like what makes a good scene. Good things, bad things about Champagne Urbana, things that can be improved. That's a huge loaded question, but approach it however you want to do it, and we can address parse it out if you'd like to. The rap scene is so much different than the metal scene because you see a lot of love and support for different bands for each other. And the rap scene, everybody's trying to one-up each other, defeat each other. When I first started out, I got into a big battle with two other artists that were here. Why are we arguing with each other and putting diss tracks out? What I'd love to improve is people helping other people. Like, we're all artists here. We're all trying to make a name for ourselves. And we all just want that attention. So, yeah, that's basically what I want is just everybody to support each other, you know? Because the rap scene's really hard to support i mean i support everyone that i see what does the champagne urbana music scene do well then have honestly have places that like your podcast the radio show that me and austin were on just having places that you guys you know help so much to try to be out there more and get a name so like your podcast that radio imc bj clark he does a radio station downstairs Mm, oh, he's yeah. awesome too. You know, just having people like you guys that will do this kind of stuff for up and coming uh, independent people is awesome. Is there anybody that you're looking to or looking, you know, uh, looking up to in the Champagne Urbana music scene that are kind of inspiring you? I don't know. Feel feel free to you know drop some names if you'd like or whatever. Honestly. The first person would honestly have to be my stepdad. He's a DJ. He used to be a DJ at Bradley's. DJ Mr. Mix. He inspired me from day one to make music. And then I guess to keep moving forward and actually pursue it more, I would have to say that Austin is a very big influence. He won't let you quit. (laughs) He'll keep pushing and pushing and pushing until, you know, you're like, all right, fine, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. And it just makes you ten times better. The energy that he brings is just phenomenal, and you can't help but just be inspired by it. I just think about w- when I was much younger, and and even now, I'm I'm like, could I even get myself to do that? You know, put myself out there, and I admire that so greatly. And and the thing is, is that I realize that it's also it's not always just because of self confidence. It's because you are so driven by your own passion. To do this that it kind of circumvents those inhibitions or whatever i really admire that and i'm i'm glad to see that there's more up-and-coming people in the champagne urbana music scene that we can look forward to seeing once um this pandemic is is behind us i didn't even ask you but like how long have you been doing clinically ill uh clinically ill for probably a year okay now but i officially started at like six years ago we're hoping that uh, everything's good by this summer because we're supposed to be doing a festival for the radio station that we were on. So we're keeping our fingers crossed that everything goes good and we're still allowed to do it because of right. COVID. Has Clinically Ill actually performed live? Have you actually been out and performed yet? I think one time. 
but it was it was for like open mic night mm. and we performed contract which now after not for the faint of heart we claimed it as a clinically ill song now since clinically ill started getting bigger now obviously you know covid19 and all that you can't really go out and do much we try to do things here and there like on facebook live or instagram live try to like give like a little bit of a performance or talk to people cool still show them that we care are there any projects coming up i mean is there some other projects in in the works i have another one called leatherface coming out which is you know obviously about texas chainsaw we're gonna try this each song is gonna be a different horror movie we're gonna try that out so right now we just recorded leatherface the next one i think we're calling it like the 13th or something like that so then we'll have a jason one and we'll have a michael one freddy you name it chucky all of them do you have a favorite horror film or a horror franchise maybe we could even say um actually austin kind of gets irritated about not irritated but in a funny way because if you listen to a lot of our beats it's all like pennywise based beats (laughs) you'll hear pennywise in a lot of our beats and he's like dude we've done like five pennywise beats come on let's switch it up and i'm like i'm sorry i just really like it but yes we'll switch it up and then that's when we you know got into leatherface and i was like that's cool like i looked up leatherface type beats which i didn't know there was such a thing but i looked it up and sure enough there's chainsaws in the beats there's guitars it was badass honestly and i was like austin here's your beat let's do it nice Leatherface, I think, is going to be separate from this other album hmm. because Leatherface, we're basically going to make an album of just straight horror movie raps because that's basically what we want to be is horror rap. Yeah, we don't want to be like metal rap or rock rap. We don't like that either. We have a specific genre. We like to be horror, horror rap, and talk about horror things. So, but yeah, that's the future is to finally make that album that we've been waiting for that's funny i i you know i i did not actually realize that that was a genre was was to have horror rap but it makes so much like after you know in the context of that reading your lyrics i'm like yeah well okay yeah that makes that's at least like 20 percent of of most horror movies are about serial killers or some some murdery kind of thing but that's that's good to know it it in that context it's like perfect if you listen to murder murder i have a line in there where i say my life is pennywise and i see the deadlights even in the midst of the current coronavirus pandemic the jubilee cafe is continuing to serve packaged home-cooked meals free to all every monday evening 5 to 6 30 p.m Meals are available for pickup outside the 6th Street door to the Community United Church of Christ in Champaign, Illinois, 805 South 6th Street. Jubilee Cafe's mission remains the same. Feed hungry people by cooking healthy and delicious meals. We are open to anyone who cares to receive a meal. For information on the meal or how to volunteer, 
go to the Jubilee Cafe CUCC Facebook page or email us at jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. Welcome back, Taryn. What is your favorite non-musical thing or things? Well, obviously, watching horror movies with Austin, <laughs> playing pool with friends, bonfires. I love cooking. <laughs> so what's your favorite thing to cook? Well, my favorite thing to cook is burgers. And I actually just won this little burger contest that me and Austin had. <laughs> What makes your burgers special or is it just cooking technique? Uh, I don't know. Like, I guess like how juicy it is. You know, a lot of people like a really juicy cheeseburger and I don't know how, honestly, I don't know how I do it. <laughs> I just throw it on a grill and I look at the patty and I'm like, eh, looks good. And turns out it's good. What is your favorite horror film or like is there like a franchise? I think you said Pennywise, you know, we're talking it, but is that, is that actually your favorite or? That's actually one of my favorites. I've loved Pennywise or it since the, the original, you know, when Bill Skarsgård took over a lot of people hate me for it, but my personal opinion is I love Bill Skarsgård better. I think huh. you know, he did it better. Um, and I actually, my mom found it somehow, but I actually have one of the scripts from the chapter two and it has bill skarsgård uh signature it has all the kids on there this may be bad but do you remember what your first horror movie was that you saw yeah <laughs> everyone makes fun of me for it too so my my first horror film was children of the corn and now i'm like forever terrified of cornfields <laughs> even though i live in illinois i can't like, my friends have done it. My stepdad has done it. They'll drive through a cornfield and then stop and shut the car off <laughs> just to torment me. You know, I don't know, why, don't know why I'm so terrified of them. You know, being this horror rap person, but I'm terrified of cornfields now. Gotcha. That's just one of my biggest things ever since watching Children of the Corn for my first horror film. I just... No, I'm not going to say that Children of the Corn uh, created this, but I, I totally get what you're talking about. But, you know, where I live, I'm completely surrounded by either corn or beans. So um, and we have dogs. So um, there have been a few times when the dogs have gone running off into the cornfields and I um, they're not coming back. So I go running into them. And the thing is, is that I do know that horror when you get to what feels like the middle of the field and you're like, oh, shit, like, like, literally, <laughs> I could be murdered and no one would know because it you're yeah, you're completely by yourself. And especially if it's a quiet night, like very, very little wind, like just a little bit of wind. And especially if it started to dry the the leaves make that weird sound. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's I I get you. I totally <laughs> it's get like you. An intro to the horror movie. <laughs> exact. Yes. There was one other thing you said. Shit. Pool. Pool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, eight ball or nine ball? Eight ball. Eight ball. All right. Um, it, where's where's your favorite place to play? Um, right up here at the 
pool hall. Uh, the owner, his name is Chubby. Oh yeah, Colin okay. Chubby. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's right here in Muhammad on Main Street. Taryn, thank you so much for being on the show and telling me about your song "Attention" and forming "Clinically Ill" and your collaboration with your brother Austin. And just, I, I really appreciate talking to up and coming artists that are, you know, just getting started. I just really appreciate you taking the time to, um, you know, Zoom with me and, and chat. <laughs> and hopefully we'll see each other in person at some point somewhere along the lines. And I look forward to getting back to live music again. But oh, thank you. Too. Thank you for being on yeah. the show. Yeah. Listening to Champagne is also a band podcast. This is Taryn reminding you great music is out there. Go find it where you live. Almost have an NPR voice, it's so good. South <laughs> <laughs> on the inside.